and welcome to Opera Apero. Uh, this is your host, Sophia. And on today's episode, we have my friend, Ellen. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Um, so before we get into the opera, what we do is we talk a little bit about ourselves. Okay. Ellen, how do we know each other? <laughs> wow, long story. No, just kidding. (laughs) I guess we're friends of our mutual friend, Christina, introduced us because she knew both of us were moving to Berlin about the same time. So I think we were both very fresh in Berlin uh, at the same time. And uh, yeah, we got connected and it was great. I think we went out. We ended up at a house party. That house party, you ended up meeting future co-workers that you didn't know yet because you hadn't started your job yet oh yeah it was the worst <laughs> i thought it was pretty funny it's like this is not what i left boston for <laughs> go to house parties with your co-workers <laughs> um yeah it's good it's good yeah and what is interesting is that when you tell the story is that i thought you were just a berlin veteran because Christina was like, oh, my friend, she's traveled the world. And she's like settled down in Berlin and like she loves the place. She'll totally like get you th- settled in. And you're the like my first Berlin friend, like the first person I met in this city. And then she was just like, no, no, no. I was like as fresh and new as you. Like I only had like three months more experience. <laughs> I don't think I was there very long. And when I first moved, I just started working. So I only had a couple friends. So you're actually one of my first friends in Berlin as well that I didn't already know from from previous times that also moved to Berlin or from my coworkers. So I think you were actually my first like friend Aww. who I met in Berlin. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> sweet. Okay. Um, okay. Next question. Have you been to an opera before? I think when I was much younger. So me and my friend or me and my mom used to have season tickets to the orchestra in Berlin or like the orchestra house, but they would have different things come in. So sometimes we would be able the to orchestra see in Berlin, the orchestra in Boulder, Colorado, oh. because I'm from Denver, Colorado, <laughs> okay. not Berlin, even though it feels like that <laughs> now that I've lived here. Okay. We'll all soon enough be from Berlin. <laughs> well, just like. I'm going to put on my apps and everything. I'm like, I'm a Berliner. Born and raised. Ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Boulder, Colorado. And we used to go every other week or something to see the shows. And it was mostly orchestra, but occasionally they would have different things rotate through, like a play or like an opera or like the Nutcracker was always the one that, that popped in there over Christmas. Uh, so I always used to see those things with my mom. So it also brings back a lot of memories from my childhood whenever I get to go to see like a play or a orchestra. So I think that's actually one of the reasons I like it so much. But since then I have not been to a real opera. I've only ever heard a few of the people in my, uh, from my college singing opera, like practicing opera in the hallways, which was always very interesting, but maybe not like put together with any sort of storyline. It was mostly just impressive that they had crazy vocal skills you don't expect it either just in the hallway and all of a sudden they like start warming up and practicing and all of a sudden you're like whoa what's happening is this like in the dorm or it was in the music hall so i was in orchestra i was like if it was like in the dorm and you're trying to sleep or you're trying to like study and you're like please (laughs) okay 
Are you ready to get to the opera? Oh, are those the questions? Oh, okay. Oh, there's only one more question after this. Oh, okay. I'm excited for this opera. Uh, so I, this might be an opera that you've heard before, but the reason I picked this one is because you requested something sexy. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even more excited now. Have you heard of Carmen? I have heard of it, but I honestly just know the name. I don't know anything about it. All right. (laughs) Cool. So, a little bit of background. Carmen was composed by Georges Bizet, who's a French composer. Um, It first premiered at the Opéra Comique in Paris in 1875. And um, that's about all the background we're going to get, because I just want to get into it. Um, So... 1875. All right. Yeah, it was a little scandalous. Um, All the sexiest operas are, huh? I'm ready. I'm excited (laughs) for some scandalous opera. All right. (laughs) So, opera opens, and we're in Seville, Spain. The year is around 1820. Act one. We're in the town square. Some soldiers are lying around, just chilling, shooting the shit. Um, A young girl, Micaela... Uh, shows up and she's looking for Don Jose. Uh, and the, she asks around with the soldiers. <laughs> I see why you picked this up. It's not why I picked it. <laughs> Jose is Ellen's boyfriend's name. Yes. <laughs> I know Jose very well. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't get too attached. All right. Continue. <laughs> All right. Don Jose is not on duty today, uh, uh, yet. Um, and so she was like, all right. And they're like, oh, just wait. He'll like be on, he'll come by later. And she's like, no, no, I'll, uh, I'll go do some stuff. I'll be back later. Um, so she doesn't want to wait around. So she leaves. And then the changing of the guard happens. And now Jose has shown up. He's on guard, on duty. Uh, and one of the commanding officers tells him that Mikaela was here and like looking for him. Uh, and then sh- right bef- right after this, the factory bell rings. There's a factory now. Um, it's a cigarette factory. Mm. So factory bell rings and all the cigarette ladies come out, um, and they're all schmoozing, chatting, flirting with the soldiers. And it's like, you know, socializing. It's not a pandemic. <laughs> is, it, is it only women? Or yeah. Are they also like, like. Just cigarette, cigarette ladies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gender divisions. Okay. Um, so all the cigarette ladies emerge. And amongst them is Carmen, our t- titular character. Um, Carmen is a bodacious young gypsy woman who has a very, has a certain allure to her. All the men, she's like the fave. Uh, she's like the hot one. Carmen, <laughs> the most desired of them all. Um, and the uh, cigarette ladies. Yeah. Or, you know, like, let's just say, like, she's like all of the soldiers, like, fantasy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Partially because she's, like, hot, but I think it's also partially because she's a gypsy woman. But we'll uh, talk about that later. So, okay. here is, like, one of the most famous songs of, uh, the whole opera happens now, which is, and it just introduces her character. She sings this aria called L'amour est un oiseau rebelle, uh, which means like uh, love is like a wild bird. Uh, 
which the, this aria is also called, uh, referred, titled, referred to as Habanera. Um, so in this song, she sings about how love is wild and free um, and like can't be tamed. Uh, and, but also part of the chorus in the song is like her warning her lovers where she's like, um, like if I love you, like watch out mm. um, is kind of like a translation of the lyrics. Okay. So she's singing this like really fun, like sensual song. Do you know the song? I mean, I don't know okay. off the top of my head. No. Are you going to sing it for me? I'm going to do a rendition. Oh, nice. Okay. 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 See, you do know it. Yeah, I do. And that was really good, too. Definite props. I cannot sing for shit. So no, that was great. <laughs> um, see, that's not singing, but it's like a rendition is what I would refer to that nice. as. I enjoyed that. Okay. <laughs> so she's warning. She's so, warning the boys. All right. Yeah. She's like, if I love you, like watch out. And so as she's doing this, she's like waving a little flower around and they're all like, oh my God, Carmen, like who are you going to pick as like your love? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Meanwhile, Don Jose is just like, eh. he's like watching it on the side. He's like, what is this nonsense? Like, I'm, I don't want any part of this. Uh, and then she's like, she notices as she sings, she notices that he doesn't like, he's not paying attention to everything. And so at the end of the song, she tosses her flower at him, like declares like him as the one. Typical. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> you, I pick you you uh and he picks up the flower and he's like fuck like like keeps the flower and he's just like all right whatever um and so then uh so she's like marked him um so he's kind of annoyed he's like and uh but then now it's time for the women to go back to the factory they all go back uh and at this point, Michaela returns and uh, she sees Don Jose and she goes up to him and they're like, oh, my God. Hey, what's up? Uh, and she's like, hi, like I came from. So it turns out they come from the same village. And so she's like, I brought a letter to, for you from your mother. Mm. Um, and he's like, oh, my mom, I love her. And he like opens the letter and he reads it. And the mom in the letter, he reads, um, she's like, it's time for you to come home. And when you come home, I want you to marry Michaela. Oh, dang. <laughs> Laying down the law. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And Michaela like, is like a little bit shy when she like hears that. She's like, <laughs> like I didn't have anything to do with that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a sweet girl. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Jose is just like, I mean, it's my mom. I will, like, do anything for her. Um, but before he can, like, actually, like, commit and, like, make the decision to go home, a fight breaks out. There's a commotion. Distraction. Yeah. Um, so there's this huge commotion. Uh, and Zuniga, uh, one of the gar- heads of the guard, the other another soldier dude, uh, he, like, breaks apart the fight. And it's, like, between this one cigarette lady and Carmen and 
They're trying to like figure it out. And then it turns out Carmen tried to attack the woman with a knife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People really should be scared of her. <laughs> She's scary. Yeah. She's ruled by her emotions. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, turns out Carmen has attacked another woman with a knife. And so they, uh, they arrest her and tie her up. Yeah. They're like, uh, you're a troublemaker. We can't have this. And so they tie her up and Zuniga's like, yeah, I'm going to go take care of the paperwork. I'll be right back. Uh, leaves her with Don Jose. And it's just like, just, just watch her. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Um, he's like, fine. And now Don Jose and Carmen are alone. And what happened to Michaela? Oh, she left. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when the fight broke out, she's like, I'm going to go to safety. Um, yeah. So, um, now Carmen is like, uh, the man with my flower. Success. The plan has succeeded. Yeah, well, so now. But now she's all tied up, and he's an, a man of the law. He's very straight-laced. Uh, and so she's trying to convince him to let her go free. Uh, she's like, just untie me. And she starts singing this seductive song mm-hmm. where she's like, telling him about all the like fun nights they could have at this, like one of her favorite watering holes, a, a tavern called, um, Lilas Pastias. And she's like, yeah. And she, the whole song is like just seductive and being like, come on, like, well, like you let me go and we'll just meet up there later and we'll have a rendezvous. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know, singing and dancing while tied up. Uh, and it, it works. It works. Oh, it works. So he lets her go? It only took the one song, yeah. Um, and so... Dudes are so easy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's easily sold on this, uh, and he unties her. Um, but she, like, still pretends to be tied up because now Zuniga's coming back. Mm-hmm. And so... He, she's like technically like loose and tied, so she could break free whenever. Um, but it appears as if she's tied up. So they, he comes back. They have the papers, and they're like going to like take her to prison. And while they're going to take her to prison, she like shoves and pushes out of the way and like r- escapes. Oh. Uh, and in the commotion, like she gets away. Um, but then they're like, Jose, what the fuck? You had one job. You had one job. <laughs> And they arrest Jose. Um, oh, man. They really went after him hard. He literally let someone, a prisoner, go free. <laughs> he literally didn't do his whole job. Yeah, I'm biased. I have, I have feelings for Jose already. <laughs> is it just because his name is Jose? Yeah, probably. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, so um, for anyone who's noticed a sound quality difference, it's because I <laughs> had some technical technical difficulties earlier on and didn't notice that I was using the wrong microphone to record the first part of this. Uh, so welcome to our voices in better quality. Yes, now you can hear everything. <laughs> so act two, fast forward. We're at Lilas Pastias in tavern thing. 
And so, mind you, this is the tavern where Carmen told Don Jose, we'll meet up again and blah, 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 blah. Sexy, sexy. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's cool. Like, it usually starts with, like, a little dance scene where um, it's mostly, like, gypsy people who are in this tavern. They do little, like... Spanish dances. Oh man, I wish I wish everybody could see Sophia right now as she does her Spanish dancing. This is great. This is great stuff. She's acting all of it out with her hands and body, just so you know. Um yeah, so they're in the inn. Um and Zuniga, one of the officers that we mentioned before, is in the inn and he sees Carmen and he's kind of like into her and he's like talking to her and like trying to dance with her. And Wait, stuff. so now Zuniga's into Carmen? Even Listen, I told you. Okay. She's everyone's fantasy. Okay. All right. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like, he's just like, okay. Yeah. So she did run away, but he's like, I'm off duty. I'm like <laughs> trying to get my suck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah. So from Zuniga, Carmen learns that Jose has been in detention for two months. Um, but he's about to like be released and she's thrilled. She's like, ah, my man, he's going to be released. He's going to come and find me. Um, but right as this is happening, suddenly there's a procession and a, uh, a toreador enters the tavern so a toreador okay bullfighter in english matador in spanish toreador in french all right so in walks a toreador with a procession uh and this toreador's name is escamillo so in walks escamillo the toreador (laughs) he introduces himself and he sees Carmen, and of he's course. like, that one. <laughs> she, that, she got my heart, that one. And she's just like, flattered, but uh, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Basically, the tavern's closing for the night, and they're like, eh, people, we got to leave, closing, last call, leave. Uh, and then who's left in the tavern is like, Carmen, a couple of her, like, ga- gypsy gal pals, um, and then these two other gypsy dudes. And the dude's just like, we have this scheme to smuggle some stuff. And they're explaining everything. And they're like, ladies, you in? And the other gal pals are, like, down. We're going to smuggle and, like, have this successful business endeavor. And Carmen is like, no, I must wait for Jose. I'm in love. Um, and they're like, come on, really? Let's, let's just do this thing. She's like, no, I can't. I'm in love. Um, and like, I'm in love. I must stay and wait for him. Uh, and then they're like, fine. So they leave. And then who shows up? It's one of two, it's one of two guys. It's either the matador or it's Jose. It's Jose. Oh, finally. Pounding on the door. She opens it. It's Jose. And he comes in. And 
She's like, oh my gosh. I hope he hates her. I feel like he should after she ran away and he got arrested and had to sit and think about his action for two months. Well, <laughs> here's what, um, in a, in a way, he has been thinking about her. <laughs> He's been thinking about her a lot. Uh, well, so he enters because she's so excited. She's like, I'm going to dance for you. Oh, sexy dance. Oh, fully. It's a whole like, <laughs> hey, baby, like, where you been? Like, he like, it's just like, oh, my God. Love you. And then he's like, I must return to the barracks now. And she's just like, Excuse me? I've been I've been here, I've been waiting. Like, what what do you mean? You have to go. Like, if you loved me, you would like stay. And he's just like, Well, like, I kept I kept the flower. Oh. I have the flower. And he's like, the flower like kept like I just like it, it it got me through those two months in detention. Aww. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, pish posh. Like, if you loved me, you would desert the army and run away with me. Jeez. So needy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, he got a job, woman. <laughs> um, yeah. She's just like, no, you have to leave the army for me. Um, like, I don't believe that you love me unless, like, like, why would you go back there if you love me? Um, she's, like, unconvinced by the flower argument. Okay. She's like, I'm past the flower. So he can't go sleep one night at the barack, the... Well, no, because he's, like, gonna go back. It's like his, it's like his full-time job, right? Like, he's a soldier. Like, he's like, I have to go back to the barracks, like... I guess his plan was, like, I'm going to, like, be a law officer by day and love this, like, illegal gypsy woman by night. Like, people don't think these things through. Okay. So what did he do? Did he leave? I'm betting um, he didn't leave. Well, he's about to leave when Zuniga, that officer. Another distraction. That was <sighs> flirting with Carmen earlier, mm -hmm. comes back, like, looking for her and, like, yeah. Um and is this still the boss of the of Jose? Yeah. Okay. Uh and he sees Jose there and I mean, let's be honest, like Zuniga just spent the like night at the bar, so he's like drunk and also he just came back looking for Carmen, so he's like drunk and horny. Mm -hmm. He sees Jose. He's not gonna be in a good mood. He's like annoyed and they like fight. <laughs> Also, Jose is just like sees this like man coming to see Carmen, and he's like, "What the? What the? <laughs> yeah." So like everyone's like enraged. They like fight, and Carmen like gets her like gypsy friends to like come help, and they like restrain Zuniga because they know Jose is like her 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 man. But now they kind of like have tied up Zuniga, and Jose's just like, "Shit, <laughs> not again." <laughs> he's like. Cool. I just got in a fight with someone who is my commanding officer, and I'm now on the same. I'm an accessory to these people who have tied him up. Yeah, he's he's screwed. Uh, and he's just like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'm deserting the army for you, babe. Like, <laughs> the plan worked perfectly again. That was Act Two. Now Act Three. We're in kind of like 
a wild area in the like high up mountains, very rocky area. Uh, it's like the smugglers encampment. And so they're working there, like doing their smuggling and all this stuff. Um, it's a little bit later. Uh, and it's like the gypsy encampment, gypsy encampments always up in the mountains for some reason. Um, for anyone who's listened to the Il Trovatore uh, episode, we all know that the gypsy encampment there was also in the mountains. Um, but, um, <laughs> so at this point, the relationship is a little stressed. Mm. It's a tense relationship. Like, uh, he's been forced into this life and she's also kind of bored with him now. And she's just like, you know what? If you don't like it here, go home, go back to your mom. <laughs> the relationship hasn't gone smoothly mm. and she's, uh, she's not into it anymore, really. So, um, uh, at this point, her and her gal pals are hanging out and uh, pulling tarot cards. <laughs> they're telling fortunes. So they're, like, dealing their cards. Um, and it's this, like, really cool, like, trio song where they each, like, pull their cards and, like, sing about their fortunes and, like, what they see and what they want. And, like, the two of them get, like, these nice shining futures. And Carmen gets her cards. And she pulls death. I could see that one coming, though. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? I don't know. She just sounds like kind of a horrible person. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and again, I like Jose. So, I mean, thinking like the best thing that could happen here is a little reset, a little reset action. Someone's got to go. <laughs> Someone's got to go. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so she pulls the death card, she's super freaked, and she's just like, oh no, like, <laughs> what does it mean? Um, and so the smugglers, like, all leave, uh, Jose is, like, on guard duty, um, and then at this point, it's kind of empty in the encampment, uh, and Michaela enters. Ooh, yeah. she found them. Yeah, she's like... Looking for Jose, like, she knows the whole story that he's, like, up here with Carmen, and she's like, I've come to rescue you from her, like, beguiling senses or whatever. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like the I like the thriftiness of yeah. Michaela. Yeah. Uh, however, there's a gunshot, and she hides, uh, because it was actually Jose who fires, because he sees Escamillo. Escamillo, the oh. Toreador. Oh, he's also there. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a party. Yeah. Escamillo has come up to the mountains because he's hot for Carmen. Wait, this is like how much later? Unclear how much later. It's just later. Later enough that uh, one could be bored in a relationship, which, you know, months, weeks. <laughs> days <laughs> i was gonna say how does the matador <laughs> still remember because it's carmen. it's carmen there's like a magnetism to her like it's carmen <laughs> okay i'll accept this <laughs> yeah um so escamillo comes looking for carmen and he's like singing about how much he wants her um and, of course, Jose is just, like, pissed because he's, like, she's my woman. Like, step off. <laughs> yeah. 
so they fight. Um, and uh, they get the fight breaks up. Uh, and he's like, fine, fine, fine. And he's like, he's leaving. And then as he leaves, he's like, you know what? Like, everyone here invited to my next bullfight. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So Escamillo's just like, I'm leaving. But everyone here invited to the next bullfight, especially you, babe, Carmen. <laughs> He's like, definitely want to see you there. Um, and she's like, get the fuck out. Um, and is Escamilla- Carmen excited <clears throat> here? Is she like, oh, she's like, listen, she's listening. She's like interested. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see. I, I could, I could go out for, I could go for a night on the town. Okay. see some bull she's like she's she's a late she's like a fun lady like she wants to like live her life like love is wild and free to her like she's all about doing things for her like pleasure and like enjoyment um didn't she just pull the death card though well i mean isn't that all the more reason to do things for your pleasure and enjoyment i guess but you know you pull the death card and then all of a sudden all these people show up and shit goes down you kind of wonder you know Maybe this is the death card. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so then after Escamillo leaves, Mikaela, like, comes out of hiding and, like, her and Jose have a little chit-chat and um, she's, like, you know, here to help you and save you from the sexy woman. Um, <laughs> but also, your mom is dying. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he's, like, oh, no, my mother he's like and he's like all right um and he's like i gotta i got carmen i gotta go i had to go take go see my mom and carmen is uh like go fine whatever and he um he's just like i'm gonna go see my mom but this isn't the last time we're gonna see each other i'm gonna be right back yeah no bullfighting for you uh so act three ends on that kind of a rough patch of a relationship it's like (laughs) taking a break (laughs) okay all right i see it they're taking a break um yeah so act three ends with jose and Mikaela leaving together to go back so jose could see his mom and now we've come to the final act the final act act four (laughs) We're back in the city center of Sevilla, and we're outside this amphitheater where there's going to be a huge bullfight. This is right before the event, so there's a lot of, um, you know, like, that buzz in the air before a big event is about to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of energy, a lot yeah. of anticipation. Oh, God, I miss that. Like, you can feel the, like, mm. energy in the air from people, like talking and like your own excited emotions oh my god oh (laughs) one day one day we will return i'm gonna go to a concert one day i'm gonna go to a sporting event one day oh i'm gonna do oh my god no so close so close bring it in bring it in bring it in all right okay um but yeah so that's like kind of how this the act starts is with like this energy like there's the crowd and they're all singing about like what's gonna happen soon and how they're all excited 
Um, and they're waiting for the bullfighters to arrive and enter. And so this is kind of like where the people wait to like see them arrive. Like, you know, when you wait before yep. like a game to like see everyone come in and like get their get, autograph, like get a high five, <laughs> get an autograph. Yeah. Um, that's basically what they're doing. Um, and so now Escamillo enters mm. and who's on his arm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Uh, so they enter and Carmen's on his arm and they're just soaking up all the like love and adoration of the crowd. Um, I bet she's loving it. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of into it. Yeah. And she's like got a fancy gown on and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, So Escamillo goes into the arena and her gal pals come up and they're like, Hey, Jose's, like, around. Like, we've seen him, like, around. Like, you should be careful because he's, like, still into you. Uh, and he's, like, looking for you. And, like, he's in the area. Like, don't just, like, hang out here by yourself. Um, and Carmen's just like, no man intimidates me. Like, I'm, like, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'll be, if I have to see him alone, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, bring it on. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically what happens. Cause like everyone goes into the amphitheater to like watch the fight. Uh, and so then like Jose comes out of the shadows and he's like disheveled and like just hitting rock bottom. <laughs> um, he's so obsessed with this woman and he's like, he just saw her like come in with Escamillo and. He's, yeah, he's not in a good place, like, mentally. He's, uh... Well, especially if his mom just died. Also, yeah, but also, (laughs) like, kind of stalkerish thing to do. And so he's, he's, like, basically, like, pleading with her and, like, just begging her, um, to, like, come back to him and, like, ditch Escamillo. Um, and, like... All the, like, the games and, like, the fighting and stuff is going on in the arena. So, like, very much, like... Very noisy. It's very noisy out there. So, like, they're definitely having, like, a private moment where, like, people, like, can't hear, like, what's going on. Um, And so, Carmen's just like, no, I'm not going to come back to you. Like, I'm, like, with this, like, new guy. Like, I've, like, moved on. Like, you can also, like, move on. Like like stop this um and he's like pleading for her he's like i've like given up so much and blah 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 and all of this stuff and she's just like no like i'm like th- i'm done with you yeah she's like i'm doing my thing oh, uh, poor jose <laughs> and so <laughs> sorry jose <laughs> um and then at one point like carmen takes the ring that uh jose once gave her and like throws it at him like on the floor because like as he's pleading with her he's like also kind of just like on the ground like begging um um yeah so so what happens next is um she's done this very uh dramatic thing and what happens next is that he basically like his 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 singing his cries like turned from like desperation to like anger um and she like throws the ring down and tries to like go into the arena and he like blocks her path and she's just like okay like get out of my way like 
you know, like, get out of my yeah. way. I'm going to, like, and he's just, like, no. <laughs> and he, like, grabs her and, like, pins her down. And, like, there's a lot of back and forth of, like, continued of, like, I don't want, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't want mm-hmm. you. Like, you can't just, like, leave me. Um, and uh, he's just, like, oh, like, you're really going to leave me. He's, like, and he, like, pulls out a knife and he's, like, like, I can kill you or you can, like, come with me. And she was, like, oh, damn. You will, like, she was, like, no, like, you'll never, you can never, like, coerce me into this. You can never cage this bird. <laughs> Yeah. Uh and so he stabs her. Wow. Okay. Uh yeah. Wow. All right. Does he then like also stab himself? No. Like just stabs her. Yeah, he just stabs her, um and she bleeds out and dies a free woman. <laughs> free independent woman. And then he confesses to killing her, and that's the end of the opera. Damn. Jose. Why? I know, the beginning of the opera when you're like, I love Jose. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I feel like Jose just really got the, the raw end of the the deal on that one. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I just mixed up two <laughs> phrases that did not go together well. No, I'm like, are you still Team Jose? He murdered this woman. She's kind of a beezy, though. <laughs> I mean, she forced herself on him. Then she forced him into, she like... She didn't force herself anywhere. Uh-huh. She's... Uh-huh. She's... She... Uh, okay, she seduced him. You work what you got. You work what your mama gave she you. She seduced him. And then didn't let him go back to his job. And what do you mean? Didn't let him. She's he- like, oh, if you love me... You would stay with me. And then, of course, he, like, ends up in this tiff with his boss man and has to leave. Mm-hmm. You know? It's kind of like, mm. But she's not responsible for any of that. Mm-hmm. He's made all of Takes these decisions. Takes two to tango. He's made... Exactly. He's made all of these decisions. Like, he did not have to untie her. He did not have to, like, stay there. He could have, like, legitimately gone back to his barracks he did not have yeah, to. but she has this energy about her. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that she's, like, should die. Well, I don't think she should die. Oh. I mean, he obviously, <laughs> in the end, like, was driven to emotions, mm-hmm. which then turned on him. It just makes me sad, though. Why? Because it seems like she was never... From the beginning, going to be with someone. She's a bird that can't be caged, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's even warning them. Like, she's she just can't be this person. She just seems to be going around and destroying people. <laughs> Mostly men. I have a feeling some of her gal pals probably didn't like her too much either. But, you know, that's, that's just a suspicion I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a tragedy. I mean, it was kind of a sexy. It was kind of a sexy opera, but it was also kind of tragic. I guess they all are mainly tragic. There's, yeah. I I really like this one because I think Carmen is a great character. And there's people who are like, is she like someone to look up to, or is she someone to like? Is she a villain? And like, I was just gonna ask you, do you aspire to 
to Carmen level? Do you, do you aspire to be a Carmen in some way? I mean, like, I want to say that I think people would take that as meaning that, like, I'm aspiring to, like, seduce as many men as possible. Whereas, like, I think for me, what I think Carmen is, is just, like, pursuing the people you want without, like, any, like, internal shame about it. And just, like, pursuing the things you want solely because you want them. I can see that. But I also feel like she's got, like, a superpower. Because if she wasn't this, like, sexy every man's dreams, you could also be a woman pursuing, you know, pursuing these things. But she's got, like, this mini superpower. But I think I will, like, okay, listen. In reality, like, any person, there's no, like, one person who has that right like or the people who are more universally agreed on as having that i think a lot of the time it is it's just like confidence and like i think like the fact that she is confident enough to like pursue people in this way or yeah i don't know i think like the i think the confidence is the the key she also has the power to manipulate people which i very much think that you're right and that there's a certain level of confidence and freedom and like just reckless abandon that is like very, very sexy. But I also feel like, you know, if you have that power, you also should be aware of like what's happening around you. And in this way, she yeah, was but the moment so you self- do that, don't you lose it a little bit? Like if you were so. aware of like the flaunting, I think she was aware of it. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. But like if you, that's I know, but I'm saying is that, if you are aware of the flaunting and you rein it in at certain times or you start to become self, like self-conscious about like when you should or shouldn't rein it in, then it becomes less of a power. I guess. But then at the same time, if you rein it in, like some amount of control is good because then you won't get the death card. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> there's some amount of maybe she just should have followed. Uh, was it as? Escamillo? Escamillo into the, the stadium immediately and not hung out outside by herself. What's going on with that one? I like it because she's just like, you know what? I'm not going to let myself be intimidated by this man. She's living the way that I think a lot of women even nowadays can't live. We're trained to like be like, yeah, I'm going to go inside and like not face this person when it's like, I don't know. Like maybe she did know she was going to die. But maybe she honestly thought that, like, she would walk out of there, like, being like, no, I've closed, we've, like, had our closure, I'm, (laughs) we're both moving on, like, there is that, like, built-in assumption that he's, like, going to be violent, and maybe it's stupid, but I also think it's brave that she, like, stares that down and, like, refuses to be intimidated and, like, stands up for this, like, her right to, like, be a person who does what she wants and like can end a relationship and move on from it and not be like tied back to this other person. Yeah. I, I can see that, but it's hard for me because of also the events in the first and second act, right? It's not a single singular, like standalone event where it's Mm -hmm. like this woman standing up for it. Like she also saw a guy that was not interested in her in the beginning and of all of the options specifically chose that one. And then when he also was like, yo, I got a job. 
I got to go do my thing. I got my own life that I'm trying to live. She was not supportive. She was 100%, you're 100% in for me, or you're 100% into like, go fuck yourself, <laughs> right? And that to me is also not a person that cares about other people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool that you can have your own like, ah, I'm good. I'm super confident. I'm not listening. I'm not stuck. I'm not intimidated. But at the same time, there's for me, it seems to be a lack of like kindness and caring for the fact that other people also exist Mm -hmm. based on her previous actions. And Mm -hmm. so like, it's the combination of those that I think for me is what rubs me the wrong way with her because Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, if you took a singular moment, sure. But at the same time, she led up to that. Mm -hmm. She also attacked a woman with a knife. Let's not forget about that. (laughs) She crazy a little bit. I'm just going to say. Emotional. I mean, so I'm I'm just going to say, like, (laughs) when you look at it in the entirety of the whole story, like, okay, did Jose do the right thing? No, obviously he lost himself. No one did the right thing in any of this. That's true. Exactly. Like, everybody messed up, which is, I think, probably the most accurate (laughs) part of the opera because that's basically life like pretty much no one does the right thing all the time so yeah i don't know i think that's why i'm having a hard time getting behind carmen being this like person that i would aspire to or look up to because i think that you have to have confidence but then you also have to show kindness mm-hmm. and i feel like she had only one of those two traits mm-hmm. and jose i'm just then questioning with this opera if Either of them ever really, like, thought about the other person when they were doing stuff. Like. Okay, I feel like Jose, like, never thought about Carmen. I also feel that way, but I also feel like Carmen never really thought about Jose. I feel like they almost both completely only thought about themselves and were forced into situations and then, like, stood their ground as their own person. Like, Mm -hmm. two, like, I don't even know, flies, like, fireflies, like, bumping in the night. Yeah. (laughs) And then getting their wings twisted and then just dying. <laughs> just done. I think that's true. I agree with you, actually. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that we talked about during this summary was the idea of love, where you accurately called out, <laughs> what do you mean love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does seem to be very, like, sensual and sexual. It seems to all be about sex and not actually love. But what about how she kind of just, like, waited indefinitely, like, for what what for her was probably indefinitely because she knew that he went to jail. And she, like, waited at this tavern, like, or just, like, chilling around with her, like, gypsy people, like, for him to come back. Because, like, Escamillo comes into the tavern and, like, flirts with her, and she turns him down because she's in love. She turns down, like, the smuggling job because she needs to, like, stay and wait for him. And so I think a lot of it is lost, clearly. (laughs) But but is it really love or is that just a fantasy that she has? Because, honestly, I'm sure people were coming into this tavern and flirting on her and her getting her attention – all the time. So A, she was getting all of the attention regardless. And she was able to be like, oh, I have a boyfriend, you know? 
And, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe she was really invested, but maybe it was also just her fantasy. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why it didn't work out well with him after he came back, because she realized that he can never be as good as her fantasy of who she thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're making a lot of, like, thinking faces. Yeah. She, like, fell in love with, like, little soldier boy. And then he's, like, not a soldier. He doesn't, like, have all the things that, like, make him him. He's, like, effectively not himself anymore. He's not all the things that, like, made him and, like, made his identity. And so, I mean, it's almost, like, natural that, like, if that's who she, like, fell in love with, and now he's none of those things, he's, like, no longer the person she loves. Yeah. But what is love? What do you think love is? Do you think love actually played a role in this this opera? I mean, I think there's multiple types of love, and I think they were in one form of love. I think there's like the fiery, passionate love that they were experiencing. Um, and I don't think I think there are a lot of times where that burns out and then you're done and you're like, you're like, all right, that was great for what it was. Let's move on. Which is like why I get Carmen. Cause I'm like, yeah, it burns out. And you're like, cool. Appreciate this. Um, but now I need to go do something different. But then there are times where like, that doesn't necessarily burn out. It like kind of like sustains itself and like, but the sustaining itself is built on other things like adding on and like deepening the relationship in other ways. And like, that's a different kind of love. Um, Do you think that fiery passion is love, though, or is that lust? Because if it's burning out after a certain amount of time, that to me sounds like it's more lust, like it's more physical, it's more mm-hmm. sex, it's this lust, it's this I, this fantasy, this honeymoon period, this idea that there's something new. Um, I think it can be love. I don't think it necessarily has to be on like, I don't think only short fiery things are on should only be labeled lust. I think they can also be love. I think that a lot of times there are like situational things or like compatibility issues that you can like still love someone and just like not be compatible. And, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not love. No, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right in that you can have something that's very short with someone. Not necessarily that burns out, but that, that's short, that doesn't work out, that can be love. I'm just trying to then relate that back to this. So then what's the difference between like burning out and it not working out? Death. <laughs> uh I don't know. I think it my, didn't work out because they just weren't alive. <laughs> I think my perceptions changed a lot after being a, in a longer relationship where I feel like before I was in really a long term serious relationship, I really thought like in a very similar vein that like <sighs> love is always like triggered by this like fiery passion and this very passion and this very strong, intense feeling. But after I've been in this relationship, I think of what I've been dating Jose not Jose in the opera, but my own Jose for two and a half, more than two and a half years, almost three years. And for which for me is a very long term relationship. <laughs> I was <laughs> somewhat Carmen before that, not in the like being 
super sexy for all men, but in the, I'm just going to do what I want phase of my life. Uh, but I've kind of come to realize that uh, it's the little things that like build on each other and the respect that builds and the caring and the kindness that you feel for someone else. And the fact that it's not anything about yourself, but rather what you would give up of yourself for this other person. And I don't want to say give up, but the things that you would do for this other person to either make them happy or to make their lives good. That is actually the real fulfilling part of the relationship and really like the, the love. And it's quite intense as well. But then when I think about that, that's not really fiery. Like when everything, anything that's fiery or passionate comes in, it's either like really good sex or anger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Somehow, somehow some other emotion for me personally. So that's been a really interesting. And I don't think I really even thought about that until just now when we were talking about this, because I'm hearing you talk about, you know, the fiery Mm -hmm. passion. I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, but I don't think you need fiery passion to, like, have love. And I'll, I'm saying this in a, like, extending it and saying, like, I mean, I have friends who I love, um, and I, they love me. And I know that because, like, they've shown up for me in ways that I would want to have. Like, if I had a romantic partner, I would expect my rep- romantic partner to show up for me in that way and, like, just, like, be there in, like, difficult times and, like seeing those people do those things what has been like, oh yeah, like this is like a person who I love and like get, have the like pleasure and like benefit of having in my life. Like, and, and I mean, yeah, I, I don't, but I'll, I don't know, maybe cause like also when you make a new friend, there is that like rush where you're just like, oh, I just met this person. They're the coolest person. I just want to like hang out with them. Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, the new vibe. <laughs> When you vibe with a new person. So maybe that's like the fiery passion of friendship. Um, I don't know. But I, yeah. I, I, the, in, the, hmm. the, the initial connection, which is powerful and fiery in itself because it's new and it's usually really intense. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I definitely see that. There weren't really many other side characters in there. It was pretty it was much Michaela just, and Zuniga. Yeah, and Zuniga and... I can't remember the gal anything. pals. Yeah, I like that you use the term gal pals. I think I'm going to start using that in my daily life now. Um, I really like the term gal pals. It's like a, like a queer joke because like, that's how a lot of, uh, um, actually like just like secretly lesbian couples are referred to as they're like, Oh, they're gal pals. Oh. Um, and, but also I think it's a really fun, cute term for just like female friendship to have a gal pal. That's just like a really deep, intimate friendship. But, you know, it's also queer-coded. Um, in this case, it's not. They're not queer. Uh, I just like the term gal pal. I like that term, too. I agree. I think it's cute and it's fun. It's super interesting to know that this was, this is coded. I never would have thought about that. It's also a lot easier to say that, like, I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of my female friends or girlfriends, which makes everybody seem like they're, like, little girls, which I think is weird. Wait, I'm sorry. I can have friends that are women and those are girlfriends. But if I have a man who's a friend and I call them a boyfriend, that would be like, it just like, yeah, it's it's confusing. It's, it gets, it gets mixed up and then you end up having to explain it most of the time. I mean, but the same thing in German when you're like, mein Freunde. And it's like, no, 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 this is ein Freunde versus mein Freunde. And like, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that I've just been walking around Berlin telling everybody that I have a bunch of girlfriends and boyfriends, which I guess is okay because that just fits right in in Berlin. But <laughs> they're like straight on. Uh, yeah. They're like, cool. But if I went down to southern Germany, they'd be like, what? <laughs> um, for non-German speakers, mein Freunde. Freunde means friend. But if you say mein Freunde, it means uh, my girlfriend or boyfriend and if you say ein Freunde, it just means your friend yeah it's very it's very difficult you can't say like my friend you say you have to say like a friend of mine which as not a native german speaker is very difficult <laughs> to understand the difference and the implications of what they mean mm -hmm. gal pals <laughs> i'm gonna use that now <laughs> guy pals and gal pals that should be the name of the group chat. <laughs> Ooh, gal pals. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Cool. Um, what did you think? I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I want to watch this opera now. Really? Yeah, I would actually watch the opera. I'd still probably hate on Carmen and, and be biased towards uh, Jose. Uh, but I would definitely, I definitely want to watch it. And I also want to like hear the songs. I want to like yeah. hear them singing and da 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 uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Um, this has been Opera Apero. We're at Opera Apero on Instagram and Opera Apero on Twitter. And if you like this show, uh, please share it with a friend. Uh, and uh, see you later. Bye. Bye.